Welcome back to the Platform 24 membership podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And if you're a member at Platform 24, you know that we have a variety of industries and people who work out of the space. And one such industry is actually creative writing. And I'm joined this time on the episode by Cam, who's a creative writer in the space. Cam, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. How did you first get into writing as a profession, a career? you know, a hobby? Where did it start? Okay, so that's an interesting question. I, when I was in high school, I wrote very bad love poetry. Okay. <laughs> but in college, I started writing stories and went so far as taking one creative writing class. And I was always been a very avid reader. And so somehow stories started falling into my brain. And it really started, I think, when I was a graduate student, I started reading science fiction and I got this idea for a story and I started writing it and nothing really happened with it for a long time. And I've had multiple careers. So I worked as a uh, counselor. I've worked as a software engineer for many years. Uh, while I switched uh, careers, when I first got into the software industry, I started working as a trainer and then moved into documentation. Okay. And so I started doing a lot of nonfiction writing. And from there, I went in, eventually went into doing software engineering and management. And I got to the point, and this was a little bit after 9-11, where working in the software industry became very, very stressful. Right. And I had a kind of life-changing event where I just didn't want the stress in my life anymore. And I had decided that I just wanted to be doing some writing. And I started writing and I hit kind of a plateau in my writing and I decided to go back to school. Mm -hmm. So I went back to school for an MFA and that's kind of how it happened. That's sort of the story. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've basically been writing your whole life at some point. I mean, really like in high school, then going into college and then even during I mean were you writing during your other careers as like a software engineer or was it sort of still so while I was at that's a good question while I was a software engineer I was probably mostly focused on nonfiction. okay and in fact when I first started thinking about doing it as an alternate to getting out of the software industry I actually thought I would just do nonfiction. Mm. Um, I love traveling I love photography I love food I love wine and I thought I could build something around that right. and then in the process of doing that and taking a couple of writing classes i got very interested in the fiction side of it gotcha okay fiction nonfiction. those are the two big i guess pillars of, of writing right what's do you have a particular genre you you mentioned science fiction is there something that you you know in, enjoy writing the most i'm pretty fickle i get <laughs> bored kind of easily so i really enjoy uh, doing a little bit of everything. So I have science fiction stories that fall in the sub genres of steampunk okay. and yep. cyberpunk. Okay. I'm and familiar. Then I, and then I have some fantasy, which kind of goes across the board. Um, some kind of bordering on magical realism, mm -hmm. some that skirt the edge of 
fantasy and science fiction. So it's a little, almost crosses genre. And then I also write short stories. So that's kind of my long fiction. My short stories almost predominantly have been realistic fiction. Okay. And they have all dealt with uh, characters who are in different phases of dealing with trauma. Gotcha. Is that, are those more, are the realistic fiction short stories, are those pulling from personal experiences or is that pulling just sort of ideas that happen organically with you or... I think it's a combination. So I mentioned I worked as a counselor. So some of that experience comes in. Some of my own, like, touches of my own experience. So I lost my dad when I was 18 and in college. Um, I was a freshman in college. And I have a short story about a girl who was 18 and going through a similar experience. Okay. What she went through was very different than what right. I went through. But that kernel of the idea came from my experience. Okay, I see. You just got back from traveling. Yes. A lot. <laughs> and researching. This trip was kind of what, a work and play trip yeah, sort so of that, thing. Hopefully most trips are. Yes. What's the, what's the ratio that you have in your writing where you're traveling and you're actually writing? Or... A better better question would be what's the how how big is the research chunk of your time and how big is the writing chunk of your time? Okay, that's that's a really interesting question and it varies, I think, from writer to writer and it depends what you write. So people who are writing historical fiction probably do a whole lot more research than I do. When I'm writing fantasy, I don't do a lot I don't do a lot of research. When I'm writing science fiction, sometimes it involves a lot more research. I have a science advisor. Oh, um, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so for this trip, this was an interesting trip because it was a combination of three things. So I attended the World Science Fiction Convention in Dublin, and I went on vacation for part of it, and I also did research while I was there. I had mentioned that really just my short stories were realistic fiction, and I forgot actually the story that I'm working on right now, the novel, mm -hmm. is also realistic fiction. And in fact, it's what's called women's fiction. Okay. And it's uh, basically women's fiction can be defined by the main character is a female who is the focus of the story is not so plot driven as much as self-discovery and okay. a woman going through either a change in her life or something like that. And gotcha. it's not the kind of fiction I thought I would ever write, but I had an idea for a story. And as I've written it, stories take on a life of their own. Right. And as I've written it, it has developed into what this is women's fiction. I mean, yeah. And it was kind of a realization of, oh, this is a woman's fiction story. So while I was there, I set up and I did this ahead of time. My story takes place in Ireland on a dairy farm and the farm makes cheeses. Okay. And so we did some cheese tasting Ooh. and went to these boutique farmhouse cheese places. And the first place that we went to once we left Dublin was in this real small town. And the woman was just fascinating. We fascinated. We got to taste 
the cheese. She gave us a history of both cheese making in Ireland and in Europe because it's very, very different and why people actually make cheese and so forth. It was, it was really neat. And then I went from there to a, we stayed at a bed and breakfast that the wife ran the bed and breakfast and the husband had a, a dairy farm. And so I actually did an interview with him, watched him milk the cows and got to talk with him and so forth. Very cool. And then the last thing that I had set up was to go to a working dairy farm that also made cheese. And I personally didn't get to go. I had a family emergency and I had to leave. But my son, who is also a writer, did the interview for me. And so I have these pictures and these great, I gave him my questions and these great notes from that portion of the trip. Gotcha. So you asked, I, this is, I just <laughs> so occurred cool. to me, we're so going back, a big circle yeah, around. Yeah, back around. <laughs> so it really depends on what I'm writing. This story is more research intense than a lot of my stories because I want to get the facts right. I don't live in Ireland. Right. I don't really know. And even though my protagonist is a female American who goes there, I still feel like I've got to get the whole part of the Irish culture and the countryside and the cheese making and the dairy farm. I need to get that all accurate and correct. Right. Get that, that feel of Ireland while you're reading. Yes. So you mentioned how some stories can sort of, you know, as you're writing, take on the a mind of their own, you could say. Is there any point while you're writing that you feel uncomfortable with how the story is progressing or or just... You know, maybe not in a, I'm bored of this, but I kind of have to let the story go this certain way. And I don't, you know, it's that, that kind of, it's, it's tilting one way and I really don't want to go where this is going. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that does happen. It hasn't happened a huge amount for me. This last story was one of them is because I really didn't want to write a woman's fiction story. Um, I just I'm not sure why I don't think of myself, I always think of myself as a science fiction and fantasy writer, but the story is a story and I have to let it go. I have to let my characters go where they want to yeah. go. I once wrote, and this was pretty early in my writing career, I once, once wrote a story of a couple and I just envisioned they did not have kids. And as I'm writing it, my protagonist, this is going to sound like a lunatic, but my protagonist said, yes, I have two kids. And I'm like, no, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. Right. And finally, I had to add two kids into the story because I needed to be true to my character, if that makes any sense. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was one other story I was writing. This is one of my stories of a woman dealing with trauma. That was a very difficult piece to write because she has a flashback of a memory of a difficult memory. It was really hard to write. Yeah. But again, to be true to the story, I had to go there. I once had a writing friend say that sometimes when you're writing, you have to crack yourself open. Yeah. And I think that's part of the process. Because you're you're as you're going through the process, you become emotionally invested in everything. Like you, as the writer, can feel everything that the characters are feeling and everything that they're going through almost even more than a reader sometimes. 
Yes, I don't know if it's more than a reader. I mean, hopefully you move your reader to feel exactly what the character is feeling. But yes, I mean, I think my best stories that I've written, I've really felt my characters. Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely true. Yeah. I hear about other writers and how they how their process works and how they how they their workflow works where they just, you know, like you said, just kind of let the story go. And I've also talked with people who are writers where they have an outlined point by point breakdown of in chapter four, these three events have to happen. We introduce this character here and it's like this very structured thing. And I just wanted to know kind of, I mean, you laugh there when I said, because you probably know somebody who does that breakdown. Is it really like those two camps of how people write or... Do you, I mean, obviously you prefer one or the other. Is there sort of a stigma? Like, so it's really interesting. No, but there are, there are definitely these, these two camps and they're called plotters who plot okay. the story out and pantsers who write by the seat of their pants. Okay. okay. I like that. And recently I have heard in the last year or two, I've heard the tan, the term planter, which is somebody in the middle. Mm. And I, used to think of myself, and there's some excellent software out there that lets you do this as a real planner. So I would, for each scene, I would give an overview of the scene and so forth. And the first time that I, that I wrote a story and I only had the beginning worked out, the story ended up being this mess of story that just wandered everywhere and it was, I mean, it was terrible. And so I thought, I'm never doing that again. I'm yeah. always going to to be this great planner. And last year, this is taking us into Nas- National Novel Writing Month, mm-hmm. which happens in November. Yep. But last year for National Novel Writing Month, I was too busy going into the month to do my planning. And I decided I still wanted to participate. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to try pantsing it. I don't care what I write as long (laughs) as I get my words in. If I throw it out at the end of the month, it will still be a fun process. Right. And this is the story that came out of that experience. So now I'm thinking, and it's, and it's a very different story than what I've written in the past. It's funny. And I used to say, I can't write humor. It's funny and it's lively. And it's a lot of things that I never had in my stories before. So this year, I'm going to try to get it, see what happens. Yeah. So speaking of next month, yes, November, National Novel Writing Month, mm-hmm. or NaNoWriMo. Yes. Right? So you actually head up the writers group in the space. Mm-hmm. So we, you guys meet every week. How, so before we get into NaNoWriMo, really briefly, how did you guys sort of meet as a group? I mean, you... I know that you use Facebook and online tools to kind of get together. Was that a forum or like where did that kind of like seed almost start with, with getting you guys together? Okay. So it actually started with the Indiana Writers Center. Okay. And the Indiana Writers Center used to be in the same area where the, I think it's called the Art Center and Broad Ripple. Mm-hmm. In, in the annex there. Right. And I used to teach there and I was on the board at one point and out of one of the National Writing Novel Month activities, I started hosting write-ins there for November. 
people liked it so much that we continued it. And there had been a Thursday night group, I think it also came out of National Novel Writing Month, that met once or twice a month at a Panera in Glendale. Okay. And the groups kind of combined. And when, and we, so we used to meet at the Writer Center when they were in Broad Ripple, they moved downtown. We then were, were meeting at Panera's and different places. And when I became a member here, we decided to meet here and it's, it's worked out fantastically. Yeah. National Novel Writing Month is the whole month of November. Yes. Beyond the name, what is National Novel Writing Month? Okay. And what, what's, is it, what's it about? Okay. National Novel Writing Month was started, I want to a long time ago. I'm thinking maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe even more than that, wow. with a guy in Berkeley. His name, I, I think it was Berkeley or Oakland. Um, his name is Chris Beatty. And he always wanted to write a novel and I think never had. And he got together nine friends and said this month, and I and it actually didn't start in November, it was something else. This month, we're all gonna get together and we're gonna keep each other, you know, we're gonna meet every week and we're gonna do peer pressure. And yeah. if you don't come and meet <laughs> us to write together, you know, we're gonna call you and all this stuff. And it worked and they all got a novel written out of it. And so the next year when they talked about doing it, it like tripled in size and then, and, and it just kept growing and growing. It is this small headquarters is a small organization that I think there's 10 employees or something like that. And everything else is volunteer. Everybody else that participates all volunteer. They mm -hmm. have a huge mm -hmm. volunteer organization. Um, they're not for profit and they're literally worldwide. The challenge every November is to write a 50,000 word novel in a month. Okay. Sounds, sounds like, like a, a lot of words. Lot. <laughs> it is a lot of words, but it, but it is very doable. So if you break it down, it's 1,667 words a day. Okay. 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 So if you think about that, you, that doesn't sound quite so bad. No. And the really cool thing is we have a very great chapter and a very active chapter in Indianapolis. There are what are called min, sorry, municipal liaisons mm -hmm. who organize activities. And one of the things that they do is Nanoween, which we will get to in a minute, yeah. but they have a lot of activities and there are a lot of write-ins around the city so that you can get together with other people and do fun activities to get yourself to get those words in. And so you do something called sprints, which are sort of timed writing challenges, just like you do a running sprint, you, you can do a writing sprint. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of fun, it actually, my son laughs at me. I say, oh, I can't finish this month. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and, he, and he says, oh, you always finish by like the 15th or 16th of the month. And it just, it happens faster than you, than you think. That whole, there's, there's so much community behind the groups and everything. Do you think that, you know, that peer pressure and that sort of like pressure to get done by the end of the month, do you think that that can some times sacrifice quality or is it sort of of course you go through drafts right is it just i need to get something on the page for this month as a draft and then you go back and edit and you know 
peer review and that kind of stuff. But do you think that quality of that initial story is is less so because of people are pressured? That's the perfect segue for me. Okay. Because I forgot to mention that the whole purpose of NaNoWriMo is to write a rough, shitty draft. Okay. 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 So you know at the end of the month that you're not going to have this beautiful, perfect draft, right? You are writing to get words on a page, mm-hmm. to learn your characters, to learn your setting, to learn the kind of story that you actually want to write. Yeah. The idea is to just focus on the creativity and the process. And so is quality sacrificed? Probably, but you get so much out of it. What is it? Well, you get a first draft that you can then go back and 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 do the edits right. and make it a quality piece. So I think it's what the expectations are. There's a famous saying, you can't edit a blank page. So if if you go into the month expecting there's going to be some fantastic writing here and there's going to be eh, some stuff that's getting cut, that's part of the writing process yeah. anyhow. So if you take a year to get that first draft written versus a month, you've kind of shortened the process in the long run. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, I mean, you said you said sprints, um, and you, to use a exercise analogy, you're really exercising that creative muscle. Absolutely. I mean, just like all creative endeavors, like you have people who say, well, I can't draw or I can't sing or I can't, you know, dance or whatever and all these kind of liberal arts aspects. But when you talk to people who are professionals who are just like, well, at first I didn't know how to draw and I just practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced. And then they get to a level where that, that next tier level. And it, you know, I assume it's the same thing with writing. Like, you know, I've never written a novel. So me sitting down for NaNoWriMo and trying to write a novel, it's going to be harder for me. Definitely. Because I'm like, I've never done this before. I've never exercised this creative muscle before. So it's a really cool kind of challenge for people who've never done it. I think it's a great opportunity for anybody who has said, I really want to write a book. Or I really, I have this story idea and I really want to write it but I don't know. Yeah. And it's great because it's a, it's a, it's a um, specific amount of time that you devote to it and you get that rough draft down and then you can go back and look at it and decide, is this the plot you want? How do you want to tweak the plot? Are there holes here that you need to fill in? Oh, this character is not what I expected. Do I like this character? Um, how can I make him more likable? How can I make the antagonist more interesting? That kind of thing happens after you get that first draft down. Yeah. So we had plotters and pantsers and planters. Right. Right. I don't know. Is this a rule for the plotters? Could, do they have to start plotting when November 1st starts or do they get to come in with a their their 10 page breakdown of everything that needs to happen? And that, then Yeah, that's a great question too. So, um yes, they can do all the plotting that they want, but they cannot start the story. Okay. So they could do background stories they could do um character sketches they could do whatever they want but they can't start writing the story or i've also known people who have had a story 
have had 10,000 words written on a story and they wanted to finish it. Well, as long as they write 50,000 yeah. words beyond oh, okay. the 10,000, that's okay. And then every, uh, you guys always like are tracking all of your words. Like they're on the official NaNoWriMo site, you yes. register. Yes. And then you log your words and everybody can kind of see where everybody else is in the ranking for the month, correct? Right. So in the past, it's not so much ranking, but they can see how you're doing. Mm. The idea of this is that you have friends and the, and the website is changing. So I'm hesitating a little bit. I haven't used it that much, so I don't know exactly um, how much it's going to be different. It has been described to me several times as the fit the Fitbit for writing. Right. Okay. So, um, but you can see your friends or your writing buddies and see how they're doing. And the idea is if you see a friend whose um, count starts dropping, you can contact them and go, hey, is everything okay? And how are right. things going? Yeah. And I had my first year that I did this, I had a writing buddy that I never met that we connected up on the site who was from California. And he just seen, I, I'm assuming he figured it out because of my counts. He just seemed to know when I needed that, hey, how's it going yeah. and how are you doing? And, because, and, and I would get that and it would just make me feel great. And I think because there was a three hour time change um, at the end of my day, you know, and I, I would go to bed, I'd wake up the next morning and get a note of encouragement. So right. it was really That's great. great. Yeah. That's great. So it's not it's not a, a competition in the sense that there is a winner or losers or anything like that. It's really just, you know, like you said, like Fitbit or like the Apple Watch with fitness. Like you can see everybody and how they're doing in their own way and be able to like, you know, punch them in the gut and say, hey, yes. what's going on? Maybe come to a write-in on, on next week or something. Yes. So a couple of things. One is it is not, it's not a competition. Um, though sometimes people get a little competitive in the sprints. I am a slow writer. I have to, I know going into the month, I just have to put more time in because I don't, I don't type fast. I don't write fast. And there are people who can easily double and triple my word count in a 20 minute sprint. That's all right. Um, you know, I, I'll get there. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's one thing. And the other thing I was going to mention, so community is a really big deal, particularly in Indianapolis. And so I would encourage anyone who participates, if they're feeling a little discouraged, or if they have a day or two where they can't write, either they have something come up in their personal life, or they're exhausted, or they've been sick, to come to a event and there are there are literally events happening all over the city almost every day and and if you come to an event there's encouragement there everybody else is writing you don't feel alone in the process and it makes a huge difference and a sprint is great and i love to sprint i say i'm really slow and i'm often toward the bottom in terms of the the um, the word count of a sprint but it doesn't matter because it still encourages me to write faster than I would if I wasn't in a sprint. Yeah. So if I um, don't look at anybody else's numbers, but if I just look at my numbers, if I'm doing three sprints, four sprints in the time frame of a write-in, as long as my word count is going up, that's all. I, mean, I, right, I feel like I'm want. in competition with yep. myself and nobody else. Yep. 
So you mentioned um, events happening all over the city. Where is the best place that people can find out information about the events and the write-ins up with NaNoWriMo? Is it just through kind of the website? Do, I mean, if they've never, you know, if they're listening and they've never met anybody in the community and never really have gone into this world, where's the best place they can go first? Okay, so if you are interested in this, then I would encourage everybody to start with the National Novel Writing website, which is nanorimo.org, which is N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O.org, O-R-G. Yeah, and that's the place that you can find out more information about the event that's happening all over the nation. You can. Well, that's really the place to sign up. The sign up, right? To that's, get yeah, information right. about. So if you go there first, that's like your first step to sign up and to get information, sort of broad information about National Novel Writing Month, and you declare your your project and everything, and then you have to select a region. Okay. And so we're the say. Indianapolis region, and there is a page for each of the regions and the. Uh, if you go to that page, you'll see who the uh, municipal liaisons, the MLs for our region are. And there is, and you can send them a request to get onto the Facebook page um, for NINDI, which is the NaNoWriMo Indy page. Gotcha, gotcha. So once you declare a project, you select your region, then that gives you that contact person. Yes, and in fact, the events... Again, I'm not sure what it's gonna look like on the website this year, but in the past, once you get to that page and you see the municipal liaisons, there's a whole calendar there okay. that's listed. Great. Great. And in one other thing to mention is in October, and I don't know the exact date, one of the municipal liaisons is doing a Nano 101 class at okay. the Carmel Library. And if you're thinking of participating, that would be a great place to get additional information, to meet them. They often, at the end of October, have an ice cream social if you're new to NaNoWriMo to come and have fun and meet people. Great. And speaking at the, of the end of October, Halloween, October 31st, it is a Friday for those of you out there, um, at least this year. Um, is Nanoween here at Platform. Yes. So what is Nanoween? So Nanoween <laughs> is basically, I don't know whose brainchild it is, but it is basically the kickoff for National Novel Writing Month. So basically, you cannot start writing until midnight on November 1st. Right. So the event is we come a couple hours early and have fun, celebrate Halloween, eat lots and lots of really good food mm-hmm. and lots of candy. And at midnight, basically, mm-hmm. um, you start writing. And it's a great way to get your word count up to add a little bit of buffer into your word count by getting a lot done the first day and the first weekend. Yeah. So what I'm um, also planning on doing in addition to Nanoween is November 1st, we'll do a write-in here in the evening. So you can um, sandwich your day by writing at midnight and then through the evening the next day. Great. Or the the end of the day. End of the day. Yeah. So yeah, that's happening at the end of uh, this month, 
October. And then NaNoWriMo will go all through the month of November. And you guys in the writers group, you'll stage usually like a couple write-ins, you know, towards the end, I think is what happened last year. Yeah, so there are, so I usually, so so I will um, keep the regular Thursday night write-in that will be open to all of, to anybody who wants to come. And then I will probably also add some weekend uh, write-ins and those will be posted on the calendar. Great. And we'll post those on, we can post those on our social media networks and everything as well. Oh, um, one, one other thing yeah, to go, add about Nanoween is that a lot of times people like coming in costume, which is really yes, fun. Yes. And we were discussing, do we want to announce it right now? What well, the I theme is? I was wondering, I'll leave it up to you. Okay. Well, the theme, our, our theme last year was Harry Potter and we turned platform 24 into platform nine and three quarters. That was awesome. Which is, you know, yeah, it's awesome. Um, this year is all Disney themed. So just broad Disney themed. You can come dressed up in your favorite Disney or Pixar character or whatever you want to do. Or you can come in costume. You can come in not in costume. Yes. Yeah, so whatever do you not, want. D- yeah. People should not feel like they have to get dressed up. Lots of people just come casual, but yeah. a lot of people do dress. And I think one thing to mention about Nanoween from the event standpoint of things is that they need to be registered for NaNoWriMo. Yes. Like you got to, you got to commit to doing this novel if you want to join the fun. Yes. Yes. And if you commit, it's um, so much fun. It's just, and it's, it's, I think, again, if you want to write a novel, it's a great way to challenge yourself and to devote time to do it. I will give people one warning, suggestion, whatever, is the first time I did NaNoWriMo, and I know this happened to many people, I had such a full calendar in November, and I had, for some reason, like all my appoint, my annual appointments, like my eye doctor appointment, oh, no. and, you know, and, <laughs> and I was just going crazy. So the next year, I just blocked off November, and I now have appointments like at the beginning of December or the end of October, but... November is clear. So if you would like to participate, that would be my suggestion. Yeah. So head over to NanoRimo, N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org. Find out more about the events happening around you and to sign up for the National Novel Writing Month starting November. Um, And maybe we'll see you at NanoWeen on Halloween. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Cam, thanks so much for for joining me on the show. I really appreciate your time. Um, one final question. As a writer, what are you reading right now? <laughs> so I normally read fiction. Okay. And I will mention also, even though most of the writers who participate in National Novel Writing Month are fiction writers, if you have a book that's either nonfiction or creative nonfiction, you can still participate if it's 50,000 words Great. Um, or more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what am I reading? So I'm actually reading two books. One is a craft book, and I always try to have some craft book that I'm reading. And the other is a book called The Cow Book that I picked okay. up in Ireland. <laughs> and it is nonfiction, and I'm using it for research. And it's it's actually a creative nonfiction. So the author is writing about his experiences going back to his family farm in Ireland and taking care of the cows. So oh, that's, that's what pretty I'm cool. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for joining me on the show and thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. This was fun.